Hey there, you are listening to the Light FM's Girl Talk podcast brought to you by the Stoner Group at UBS Financial. My name is Carol. This is Alicia. I'm Trisha. And today we're talking the busyness word. Ooh. Mm-hmm. If you're too busy to listen to this podcast, <laughs> you you are it's too perfect. busy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Keep listening because we got some stuff for you. We uh, as a staff are going through a book called Crazy Busy by Kevin DeYoung. And uh, it's brought out some interesting points for yep. me already. Yep. And here's one of the first quotes that I underlined in the book. It said, when we are crazy busy, we put our souls at risk. Like all of us just took a breath. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. When we are crazy busy, we put our souls at risk. The challenge is not merely to make a few bad habits go away. The challenge is to not let our spiritual lives slip away. Mm-hmm. And that scared me because if you would ask me, are you crazy busy? Oh, yeah, I yeah. am. Mm-hmm. Would you like for me to list everything I've got to get done today? <laughs> I know. And then the, the three other things that I don't even have on my list that I'll have to do today that I've forgotten That'll about. pop up. Yeah, Absolutely. Yesterday was a perfect example. I had my day all planned out. I knew exactly what I was going to do. My daughter wasn't feeling good because we had braces. And so <laughs> that kind of put a wrench in it. And then my mom called and she needed something. I mean, it just, the whole day went mm-hmm. crazy. And I was just like, oh, I didn't get anything done that I wanted well, to get Well, we're done. living these lives that, you know, you one little, one more straw gets mm-hmm. on our stack and everything crumbles. There's no margin. Yes. We live with no margin. You know, I since you talked about margin, that is one of my highlights. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, uh, he yep. wrote, he says, margin um, is the space between our load and our limits. Mm-hmm. Margin, the space between our load and our limits. Which, Which sounds, there is none. Right. It sounds really There's terrible. None. Like our load is huge Actually, and our, our limits. Is, I would say our load is greater than our limit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. 100%. It's yes. reverse so margin. It's like negative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> like if it, if your if your life was a buffet plate, it'd be hanging over the edges, right? Mine would. It needs sideboards. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. Planning for margin means we plan for the unplannable. That's like what you were talking about. Yeah. The three things you don't plan for that are going to pop up onto your day. That's what that is. You got to leave some space for those. Yeah, and, and he, I never do. He, I don't either. And yeah. he says it means that we understand what's pa- possible for us as finite creatures. Um, so, I think part of that problem is that we won't. We don't want to admit we're finite creatures. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we think we can do it all. I think we think we're supposed to do it all with enough coffee. We we can have it all. Right. And, you know, there's that saying, you can have it all, you just can't have it all at the same time. But I think we say yes to so much and we get caught in the, there is no room for the car to break down. There is right. no room for pain from braces. There is mm-hmm. no room for someone to get sick. It just throws you We don't you have into time for this. Tailspin. There will be no sickness. <laughs> <laughs> there is no crying in baseball. Yeah, that's right. You will be no. washing your hands with antibacterial soap <laughs> so we do not get sick. That's exactly right. Uh, we, we understand what's possible for us. And, and, you know, he goes through this book and he talks about <laughs> several, thing, uh, several things. And he says, the seed of God's word won't grow to fruitfulness without pruning for rest, yes. quiet, and calm. I'd Shut that up! Too. You know, it's so true. Like a couple of times this week, now I, I was better today, but a couple of times this week, I wanted to get up and read my Bible. I wanted to get in the right frame of mind. That was my whole goal. My whole goal was to do that. Get up, goal. read my Bible, Spend some time in prayer before the day launches into Margin? high speed. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I stayed up too late mm-hmm. because I had to clean some dishes. And then my son wanted to read a little bit. So we were reading. Anyway, I get to bed late. I don't sleep. I don't go right to sleep right away. So when the alarm goes off, 
too tired. Snooze. Mm-hmm. Snoo- snooze. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely snoozed through the time that I was mm-hmm. supposed to be gonna... doing that. And so that was that was a real problem because I didn't get my heart in the right place. That's an example of busyness stole the time that I would be pruning. My prune time. Well, and I think days will blend into each other also when we don't yeah. take care of it because of that. Because I've had the same example. Yeah. In the evenings and then the morning, I have all this great ambition and want to do things. And I'm like, I am just too tired. And sometimes mm-hmm. I do think, you know what? I do need to rest just 15 more minutes because that will set me in a better mindset. But it starts the day before. That's my point yes. is that it, it's sometimes yes. it starts before we even anticipate. We think the day is just this, you know, 24 hour period when we get up until we go to bed or whatever. Yes. But it really is one day will bleed into the next. Mm-hmm. And if you're just busy, 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 you, you have to find a place where you can catch up. That's okay, true. for y'all, it may be a day-to-day problem. For me, it's been a lifelong problem because of this quote right here. The presence of extreme busyness in our lives may point to deeper problems. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> a pervasive people-pleasing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, restless yeah, yeah. ambition. A malaise of meaninglessness. Busyness serves as a kind of existential reassurance. A hedge against emptiness. Wow. Just let that sink in for a little. Wow. Um, That's big. Yeah. And I think for me, the reason I say I've struggled with my whole life, maybe not my whole life, but when I became a single parent, I like was convinced that if I stopped, I would completely fall apart. So I filled every day, every Mm -hmm. minute, every moment that I was not with my child, I had something that I was speaking. Um, So she was with her dad two weekends a month. So on those two weekends, I would leave work on Friday. I would drive to an event. I would do an event Friday and mm-hmm. Saturday. I would come mm-hmm. home on Sunday. I would mm-hmm. go to church and I would get her. I mean, it was, I look back on that time and I'm like, it is really a miracle that I even made it through any of that So time. you didn't have like, any time no, alone? No, I did not you didn't want, want time it. alone. Yeah. No, yeah. because I knew what it was going to uncover and it was mm-hmm. not pretty. Now, <laughs> I will say about a year and three months <laughs> later, whoo-wee. If I had dealt with it a little at a time yeah. because my life completely fell apart and I didn't know what to do and I was very hopeless mm-hmm. and very lonely because I'd isolated myself. I was out serving all these people and everybody thought things were great mm-hmm. and they were terrible mm-hmm. and I was dying on the inside mm-hmm. and I had no I had no support system because I had isolated myself mm-hmm. and I wasn't involved with my local church because I was gone every weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I think we create. Some of these problems for ourselves, sure, or do. at least I did. We it's absolutely true. do. It's true with grieving as well. People that are grieving don't want to experience the loss, mm-hmm. and whatever the loss is, and they and they fill up the time so they don't have to be alone with their thoughts. Yeah. I have seen that. I have experienced a little bit of that. Yeah. Because it's scary. Oh, yeah. And that well, and, and a, can hide everything. I, I mean, that's what... Um, um, alcoholics and... Mm-hmm. and yeah. That's yeah. what they say that... You have to feel those feelings. You have to feel the emotions. You cannot just push them down because it just makes it worse. When I finally yeah. went, wised up and went to counseling, they said, you're like a closet alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Like you go all day and you yeah. perform and you do what you need to do. And then you come home and you close the blinds and you are in a scary place. Mm-hmm. Not a scary place because of the place I live is a scary <laughs> right. place, but, but because I was yeah. so emotionally yeah. distraught and just broken and I'm desperate. I was desperate. And it was because I wouldn't make time to stop because I knew God was trying to teach me some things in those times. And I I wouldn't stop because I didn't want to hear it. Wow, this is really powerful. I hadn't thought about busyness being such a mask 
for the things that we don't want to come face to face with. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, it seems like you have to come face to face with him through Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Through your relationship. And I will tell you that um, I I wouldn't have said this when I was going through that because I isolated so much, but nothing grows in isolation. No. And I will tell you this, that if you do not have a support system in place, when you start going through this stuff, you it will take you so much longer to heal. Mm-hmm. Because you just have no... You just have no infrastructure to support the weight of what you're going through, and you just crumble. And I, 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 I've lived that in a very real way, and I haven't shared that a ton. But um, people, people would say, you know, that was the funniest I've ever heard you, and it was because I, it was like a switch. I would come mm-hmm. in and I would flip the Carol switch on, <laughs> and I would do da 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 da. You know, I'd perform and yeah. hey, here I'm funny, yeah. la 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 mm-hmm. la la. And then I would go home and it was, it was very scary. It was very scary. And if you're doing that today, number one, I would say, stop it. God doesn't want you to live that way. Mm -hmm. But number two, I'd say, get some help because you, there will come a day for me. It came in Starbucks. The girl, I was like, uh, I would like a caramel macchiato or whatever. And she was like, we're out of caramel. And I just went, ah! <laughs> and she was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know caramel was so important to you. And I was like, it's not that, you know, but it was the most inopportune time that stuff yeah. started coming out. Leaking. You know, oh, it was. Yeah. And yeah. I was just splashing on everybody who was passing yeah. by. And I, I was, <laughs> I was, um, directed to, to, um, counseling that helped me kind of get, get my life back on track or actually helped me start stopping. Yeah, mm. because that was where it started with just got to stop first. Yeah. And I <laughs> I would tell somebody, uh, tell people this. My, my mom, when we all moved out of the house, she could give us this this large blue um, tote, you know, like a tote box that you put Christmas mm-hmm. decorations and stuff in. And it had all the articles and ribbons and trophies that we had from when mm-hmm. we were a kid. Well, my emotional life, somebody dropped off in front of my house in a blue rubber tote <laughs> um, when I went through my divorce in that time in my life. And I had to tr- truly open that thing up and go through every single mm-hmm. situation and every and, and it as painful as it was, it was part of my healing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I reference that blue rubber tote a lot of times when I'm talking to people, because I think that's kind of what we need to do. We need to stop and we lay that thing before God and say, is this... Is this something that you want me to do? Is this something that you would have me be a part of? Or is this just something I'm using to get away from whatever mm-hmm. situation it is, whether it's a bad marriage or whether it's a, a, a you know, some kind of abuse at work or, or whatever the case may be, um, because it is dangerous. Please get the help you need. Please. Yeah. This is really powerful stuff. It is. You know, you think you're busy. You think that's just kind of a schedule issue. But I'm learning from this discussion that busyness is about a lot more than that. And I think it starts with a question, why am I so busy? Mm-hmm. Am I avoiding something? Mm-hmm. Or am I not prioritizing mm-hmm. the right relationships? One of my favorite quotes from that book is, when we're so busy, we end up feeding important relationships with leftovers. Yeah, you said so that on the great. radio the other day, and I was like, I almost pulled off the road. Right? I was like, yeah, no, it's so good. Wow. Well, it's, it's so just good. such a wonderful so example of, of what you're giving to the important people in your life when mm-hmm. you are And too they could busy. be your most important people. You it know? is. 99% of the time, I would say that's the, the case. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because you it's like probably your family or something that's getting the leftovers. Yeah, because you think, well, they're not going to leave kids, me. They love me husband. no matter what. Yeah. 
And but over time, those leftovers. Well, and you spend the most time with them. Yeah, it's easy to go to work and pretend like everything's cool, yes. and to give people your best yeah. because you know review time's coming up and you're gonna get five <laughs> stars. But when you go home and scream at your kids, they're getting the leftovers yeah. because you're tired and you're cranky and you didn't want to, you know, be well, a five star employee. The book it says when business when busyness goes after joy, it goes after everyone's joy. <laughs> yeah, not just so yours. when you're at home mm-hmm. and your joy is gone because you're so busy, everyone around you is also experiencing it through you. This is a big deal, girls. It is <laughs> a big deal. This. It's really making me think. Well, and I like the idea of priorities because I think we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And exactly. we make choices about what we do. We make choices about where we go, the activities we're in. And if we can prioritize and learn to say no, we can create that margin mm-hmm. and have extra time. We need to have the buffers so that when the car breaks down, yeah. we don't. When there's no caramel on your coffee... You can say, you okay, don't freak out. that's fine. You don't freak Let's out. practice. Okay, I'm going to start. <laughs> no. You, no way. No. Not K-N-O-W. Come on. No. I was a very good man. Who built the ark? No, no, no. Sorry. I do. I have a problem with it. I'll be honest with you. And it mine stems mostly from people pleasing now. Yeah. Because I want people to think I'm a yes. good person. You I'm a are. rotten person. Can we just go ahead and get that out in the <laughs> no, open? No, she is not a rotten person. I am. Neither is Trisha. To the core. I know what you But mean, we do. Though. We want people to like us. I want people to like me. If I think someone doesn't like me, that I just I can't handle that. So if someone asks me to do something, I'm it's very hard to say no. Yeah. It makes it what makes it easy to say no? Is there a time where you find that you can easily say if I nope, have I can't do that? That's 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 viable. Like I can't. I have a work event. Or I can't. I have a haircut scheduled. But, but so you always have to have another. You have to have something. You have to yeah. have something. You yeah, can't I just feel say like no. I can't just say no. I, I can't really get that done. Or that's not that important to me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the truth. It's it like, is. I it know. is the like as if it were more important than a haircut. You'd be like, you know what? I guess I'll reschedule my haircut because I've got to go do to whatever. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I know what me. you mean though. It is. We can make the decisions and we can change our schedules. We just have to choose what's most important and move in that direction and be able to say no to things. I think and not say yes to things that we know just aren't going to fit anyway. You do have to start to say no more in general, I think, Mm. um, just to get used to that so you don't fill up with unnecessary random I'm just learning this. Low priority items. I'm like, I'm on the preschool primer and saying no, because <laughs> I, I just, I've had a hard time with it my whole life, but I'm starting to try it out. And when you've said yes your whole life, people don't like it. When you say no, I'll just warn you. Yes, well, that, that is, is true. Yeah, it gets harder. If you're the one in church that they always call on and you start right. to yeah. say no, that's a very hard, very hard thing to, because everybody knows they can come to you. And so right. you have to say no more often, not just the one time. You have to be prepared that... Someone else is going to come to you, and you're going to probably need to say no to them also. And when I was in grad school um, several years ago, I was very active in our church, and I had to start saying no to things because I just I couldn't. I was working full time. I, yeah. I had two very young children and um, doing things for the church, and I just I couldn't. And working full time, I mean, it was a nightmare. Yeah. My schedule was just the worst it's ever been in my whole life, and. I felt so terrible having to say no, but I did. And then people started to realize, oh, she's in grad school and she, of course she can't do it. Mm-hmm. And and I got a phone call one evening to um, be a uh, 
to to be on um you know the big part of the church and I was like I I, I can't do it mm-hmm. I said I'm really really sorry but I just you know and I prayed about it I told him I would pray about it but I'm like there's just I have not right now mm-hmm. later when I'm done with school and I've got my schedule yeah. kind of back I would love to serve again but I just cannot do it right now mm-hmm. but it was a training process but you're you're <laughs> But I didn't have I'm a choice you saying, either. That's it. That's, I didn't have that's a what I want to be able to do is to say no without apologizing. Yeah. Without having to justify it because I have three other things to do. What, uh, what Can I say no because I want to spend time, you know, at home? Yeah. Can I say no because I want to be with the family? Can I say no because I just want a little bit of a break? I think, um, and this this comes on a little later in the book, but I think it's okay. It, he says it's it's different to care about everything than it is to do something about everything. Like we can care about everything. We can care about vacation Bible like school, that. and we can pray for it, and yes. we can we can care about There's other ways other you things. Can serve, too. but but we don't have to do everything. You yeah. don't have to be the class mom. Yeah, you can. I thought you were going to say the class clown. I was like, no. actually, I do. She does. No, you don't have to be the class mom, but you can help. During a project right. for the class mom, or you can help at an event, or mm-hmm. you know there are other things that you can do to serve, and like bring chips or bring plates. Don't sign yes. up for the fruit plate. <laughs> you know, and I remember one time I said yes to a project, and I was super busy, and I was up late at night and doing this project, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why am I doing this? And one of the other moms on the committee was like, "You're my hero," and um, she didn't have a a job her kids were older she had a lot of time on her hands mm-hmm. and i'm thinking why am i the one doing i don't want to be her hero yes yeah. lisha you know you brought up something just now i want somebody to say i'm their hero and so i'll say yes to things oh. so somebody will think so, it's pride yeah mm-hmm. that that is something that can drive me to be That's, busy yeah. to be prideful mm-hmm. That's because I'm like, I heard you say that. And I'm like, oh, right. that felt good. <laughs> it, you know, and, I it, need a and it didn't because I felt like, why am I being like this? Why am I doing this to myself? I shouldn't be doing this. Mm. The, there were other people that were more available that probably should have done yeah. this particular project. But I felt guilty and I felt like I needed to say yes. And I couldn't be at all the meetings during the day because I had to work. And so I was trying to make up for what I couldn't do. And then I was just like, that was a real lesson for me in what we were talking about earlier, that if you say no, someone else will step up and Mm -hmm. it gives them an opportunity to say yes. But because I said yes and I took on more than I could handle, other people didn't have to pitch in Mm -hmm. where they probably could have or should have. Well, I think that we've brought up some good discussion. Maybe yeah. we continue this on another podcast because I think busyness mm-hmm. is something we all struggle with all struggle. the time. we got to manage it. Busyness is not necessarily a good thing. If you have other thoughts, we'd love to hear about them. Um, you can always email us at girltalk at thelightfm.org. You can now subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so you don't have to miss one episode. And uh, we appreciate you listening today. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear your concerns. We'd love to hear your um, <laughs> your <victories>. miseries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just tell me about your miseries because <laughs> I can relate to that part. Uh, but we love you. We appreciate you being part of this um, podcast. And once again, if you're in a dark place, please get the help you need and let us know how we can pray for you. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Light FM's Girl Talk podcast.